Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jens Heidland Show, where I connect the dots of innovation and entrepreneurship with my guests. Today is a special episode because it's the episode number 100 on my podcast. That means I have decided to do a special episode where I am featuring not myself, but kind of I'm just talking myself to what's happening and how everything came about and going a little bit into details to give you an understanding what this show is about, how this show is going to be in the future and what you can expect as the innovator. So looking back is the first part I will dive into today, it's like what's happening right now, and then a future outlook, what this show will bring and how I use the show as a part of the ecosystem. So it's a special episode is most probably uh an episode uh, which is very, very, very rare because I don't want to talk alone on the whole podcast. But let's get, get into it. Looking back, so what is the reason and why I have started this show and why I call it even how I call it, which is the Yen Sideline Show? So there are a couple of reasons for that. For those who have never heard about me before, they before you found me literally on that show or in, in inside, the, let's say the last one and a half years, I have a very, very long story growing up from construction sites, working myself through different companies um, in different parts of companies, and then growing into a position um, and ended up as the global head of innovation for one of the best companies in the world. And then I stepped out, uh, starting all over again and helping companies, corporations, individuals in different ways and all focused on innovation. Um, and what, what I found over the last one and a half years is that I truly want to help people. I want to help people to innovate. That's like the, the red thread I want to do. And what I've seen is that even if I work with organizational, when I work with organizations, it's it's always the people part that's not working. So it's not... There are hundreds of thousand innovation processes out there and you can you can take them, you can plug them into your company and they're going to work somehow, but they're not necessarily working in entirely. And that's often limited by the culture of the organization, which is the people part. And that's why I focus on the people part when I support corporations. But for me, it's even 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 wider than that because it's like one part is the corporate support on how how can we all together help companies to innovate more and innovate better and be more in tune with the people that work in that companies, 
the other part which i have discovered over time that there are a lot of innovators out there who don't really have a window into the world so that's all of the things coming together so why did i start that podcast what i found out leaving the corporate world and still having kind of the big brand behind me that I need to start a journey, which is rebranding myself um, because I was the guy coming from that company. It was not about me. It was not about my companies. It was not about what I'm after. It was about, hey, he's the dude who has worked in that company. And that is fine. And I understand that because that's how people have experienced me over at least in that company 12 years. But I, I wanted to go out of that. So I, I looked into a strategy of rebranding myself from the ground up and more looking into how would you meet me outside of the corporate world if if you would meet me on the street and I'm not in a, in a work environment. So that's literally how you see me right now. I'm wearing t-shirts, I'm wearing caps. And what I've, I've looked into and as well deconstructed um, very, very successful entrepreneurs and as well in, in management, it's always about how can you be 100% authentic to yourself. So what I, I said is I will start wearing hoodies. I will start wearing t-shirts. I will start wearing hats like I do in my normal life. And that's not due to disrespect to people who are who are working in the in the corporate environment. It's more, it's more about I need to be 100% authentic to myself, to my story, to whom I am, to, to be able to connect to people in different ways than just having this big gigantic brand behind me and and one of the parts in doing that was I need to challenge myself on a day-to-day -day base I need to challenge myself differently because I'm innovating I have an innovation company or now a couple of businesses even I need to do that on a day-to-day -day base and I need to find uh, a possibility that people can be part of that journey and I've started a couple of things which helped me find my journey as well, because I'm still far away from where I want to be. But as part of the rebranding, I said, hi, I want to connect out to people. I want to um, get people uh, authentically sharing who they are and what they're doing. And one of the things I love is listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, watching YouTube videos, which are long form content um, where People can engage and you, you kind of build a, a one-sided relationship to the podcaster or the person. So one example is I listen to a podcast uh, that's the Tim Ferriss show since I have no idea, at least 10 years. So I have a one-sided relationship to Tim Ferriss. I've never met him and most probably will never meet him. But the interesting part for me is like he has he has built up a uh, a, a, an entry possibility for me to connect to him though that he he will never see that I'm listening to his podcast so I was taking that concept and saying hey what if I would start a podcast without having zero idea how to do that and I will just use innovative thinking which is prototyping validating my assumptions in doing that um and I was knowing that coming from the corporate world, everything needed to be perfect. You don't launch something that's not going to work. So what I was saying, I was stressing myself coming from that world with a perspective of, I need to eat my do own dog food. I need to do this authentically to be able to graduate people into my ecosystem, not just pushing the, hey, I, I'm the dude from the big brand. 
I was just talking to someone this morning um, and he have never heard that I was working on that, uh, on, on that big brand. And that's what I love because I want people who truly connect to what I do, not to who I was. So long story short, that's how I started the podcast. And, and as well, inspired by um, famous podcaster, famous people and entrepreneurs. And it's not about the fame. It's more about how they have used a podcast as part of an ecosystem, how they have used the podcast to grow parts of their business and use that in different ways from a branding perspective. I set out to start um, last year to start a podcast. And the episode number one, two, I have no idea that like, let's say 20 is with family and friends. It's the people who said, hey, I know you, I trust you, let's do an episode together. Um, and that's that's how I started. And I called it the Jens Heidland Show because I've seen it with, with the, the entrepreneurs I admire and I like very much that they have used their name. Using your name is one of the most risky things to do as an entrepreneur and as a manager in a corporation, as a human being. Like if you put your name on something, you don't want to fail. You grind things through. And that's what I wanted to create as well, a little bit as an engine for myself to say, you put your name on something. Instead of calling it the, the Innovators uh, podcast, I want to call it my name. And I was knowing that it will grow slower, uh, slower because of that. I intentionally did that because I want to put every effort into making it good on a long term. So for me, it's like 10 plus years. It's not about uh, like we are now in, 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 the, in, in the first year of, of recording. It's This is the episode number 100. I'm looking more into what is uh, happening if we are in episode 1000. So I hope um, I will be able to do the episode 1000 again alone and then look back on what happened in, in, in the years uh, before that. So that's how, how I got started. That's, that's um, how I got the first guests as well. So just reaching out to, to family and friends and say, hey, would you like to do um, a podcast interview with me? I'm doing this around innovation. That was clear for me. I want to do that in an interview style that was also clear uh, for me because I it's just what I enjoy myself. Um, then, of course, uh, seeing that, so going from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50, I was growing as a podcaster. I was growing as a host myself in seeing how do you navigate a conversation, which I was used from the corporate world and as well from a personal thing. But it's different if you do this in a podcast setting because I try not to cut. I try to keep it authentic. If there's someone jumping into the screen from the side or a daughter is, is, is running in, that's fine for me because we are all authentic people. We should not clean up too much and cut things around and um, Photoshop everything around that's authentically us. In the same way that I'm saying I'm wearing T-shirts and, and, and caps, I want to keep the show real. Um, of course, I'm I'm trying to increase the quality on a day day to day base, but I want to keep it real when it comes to the people who are in. If the sound is not perfect, I of course don't like it because I want you as the listener to have an amazing experience. But sometimes it's it's not possible. So rather than taking the episode out and not sharing it and not publishing it, or even re-recording it, which I have never done. Um, I'm putting it out, even if it's not 100% perfect. Um, growing reach. Yes, of course, when you do this in a way like, like I do, 
which is plugging it into a total system. So we have built a system around the the Jens Heidland show and, and now as well the other shows I'm, I'm doing over time, which I will go into today's part. Um, it's super important to have that system in place and growing that system so the, that you can promote the reach of, of the show. And of course, that is important because I'm doing this. I mean, one thing is selfishly for me and myself because I want to rebrand myself. The other part is I want to grow as a person. I want to learn something. I want to put myself out there and do something differently that challenges me. So that's how I started from a personal perspective. And as part of that, I'm amazingly enjoying it. I, I said the other day that I would love to do only podcasts my whole life, which means meeting interesting people, taking the recordings and spreading it out into the world because there's so much value if you interview a person. And it's, it's, it's value for myself because I have learned on 100 episodes and I have learned from the people who have been on the episodes. But in the same way, I got very much feedback from the people who have been on the podcast that they learned as well. Because they, with the questions I asked, they learn about themselves. They learn how they answer that question because I have asked them in a different way than someone else would ask them. So it's a learning environment. And that's something um, which, which the authenticity as part of that will grow the reach going forward. And for me, it's not about having 200 listeners, 1,000 listeners, 5,000, 10,000, millions, whatever. Of course, that's nice because I want to reach as many as possible people. But in the end, it's it's more about having the right people listening to it. I'm, I'd rather have 100 people listening to the, the podcast who are really interested in the people, the authenticity, and the innovation topics we cover than having 2 million and who are not really engaging with it. So testing validation, the last topic as looking back. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm not cutting this out as well because it's 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 kind of a live show, um, which is a recording live show. Uh, testing validating. Um, I have set up a structure behind the uh, podcast and behind all the other things I'm doing where I'm looking into having having like everyone who works with innovation knows that it's like having assumptions and proving my assumptions as if they're right or wrong and you see that over the whole podcast episodes the 100 we have tested and i say we because it's now a team that's supporting me with all of that it's not just me me alone or literally was um, almost from the beginning a team that was supporting me um where I will go into as well, because I think it's important to, to mention the, the team. Testing, validating, um, testing different show formats, seeing what this show formats do from a download perspective, from a visibility perspective, from a reach perspective, from an engagement perspective, but as well how people are interacting with different formats inside of that show. So for example, the... The key different shows I have is a normal interview show where I engage with a person and do an interview. Another show format is the Innovation Breakfast Club, where it started out with Vanna, Dennis, and Joshua, where we met together and said, let's do a show together and discuss innovation topics and explore how we do that as a group. And then it, it has grown from there that we did 
other groups um, and as well putting groups together. And that's that's one of the formats, which is one of the winning formats that's going forward. Same with the the one on one interviews. It's it's proven to work. And that's why we have done it. Then I did uh, for those who early listeners of the podcast, we did a test together, Joshua and I um, did a test on hey, how do we bring the XYZ Playground, which is one of the other businesses um, I'm supporting and, and, and have co-founded over the, over the last year, how can we bring that flavor into a podcast environment and test if it's going to work? So we have intentionally taken a different format format from a topic perspective into the Jens Heidland Show, and we tested and validating that this is worth it to, to do a separate podcast. And then we have taking it out and and build the separate podcast. Um, so all of that is part of it. And all of that gave me numbers and gave me insights on what's working, what's not working. And that's, that's a system that's, that's growing. That's a system that's helping me to decide what to do with the different show formats, what to do with the show, how to plug in the show as a business context in, into the wider system. Before I go into today, the team. Super important, um, and I'm I'm always keen on team. I would never be able to do all of this, uh, all the different shows, all of what I do without the different team members. So um, I will not mention them in, with names because I haven't talked to them if they're okay with it. Um, it's people who help me cutting and producing the videos because I've had no idea on how to do videos. It's it's a team that's taking the audio into into the the podcasting world like even literally starting on how do you apply for podcasts uh in apple podcasts in google podcasts in spotify like that's not just happening um from its own and i i have decided early on that i will not be able to do all of that professionally from the get-go so i've i've taken team members on board i've i've t uh, found partners who help me in doing that and of course it's it's as well a team that's helping me to spreading the words it's helping me with the whole social media aspects. How do we structure the social media? How do we build a flow that you, um, if you're an innovator, if you follow me on LinkedIn, for example, there are different sequences of what you see and which episode you see. Um, and all of that is a system as well, which we have built and learned over time of what's working and I have support for all of that. Today, as mentioned already, um, we have built different formats. One very, very uh, new format, which I think started with, what was it? Episode 95 or 96, no, 95, is the innovation culture coding. The innovation culture coding is taking the podcast level into the live environment. I always wanted to do live shows, but I wasn't comfortable in doing it myself. I've seen and I've attended in a couple of live shows where I was a guest, but I wanted to be on a quality level with my equipment, with my thinking, with how I do things that that I can plug into the life environment and it's it's going to uh, directly be good, directly be on a level that people are attracted to do that because for me, that's that's a business driver as well. So looking into that, I was I was seeing and engaging, of course, already in the podcast with, consultants and and coaches and have been thinking and 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 done that myself it's like coaching and 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 consultants the individuals are not seen in this world 
the individual innovators are not too much seen. It's always the big brands. It's always the big companies. So what I've looked into building a new format, which is a live show that authentically shows independent innovation consultants and coaches and together with what we're doing inside of that show that creates an ecosystem where people who are coming from the corporate world and want to engage with consultants and coaches, but normally go to the big ones because that's the ones they know, have the possibility in a window to find them inside a show environment where they see them talk for an hour, deconstructing a case live and authentically see who that person is, how that person acts, how that person reacts when I, I talk to them. And that's part of the bigger system um, I'm building. Um, the awesome part of that, and that's one of the strategies, if we just go a little bit to the guests I have had and I will be having on my show. For me, I want to create a breath. So it's, it's really about an understanding that innovation is not just done from the same person and the same type of person. For me, it's about getting authenticity and different perspectives of how to innovate and how innovation works in different time, times, industries, and as well, uh, cultures. And that's why I've taken different people from different parts of the world and different age groups and so on, on the podcast. It's not for me that, hey, I just take the same people, the people who are awesome in what they're doing from a pure innovation, let's say, design thinking and so on perspective it's more about hey there's a person who in the first view the listener might say hey that person have nothing to do with innovation but then what what i try to bring in is if you listen between the lines if you understand the story of that person there is innovation in that so that's why it's very important for me as well to take different people further into the show who have different perspectives who are, who are not agreeing with what I'm saying or others are saying, who have their own opinion and have their own perspectives to bring that into the show. Let me just drink a little bit. So all of that leads into the Innovator Hub. The Innovator Hub is literally the totality of my network. I, I was just explaining it to someone. It's like a spider web. A spider web is all connected. So what, what I wanted to do is with all the different shows, with all the different things I'm doing, I want to connect all of that. But I was knowing that I can't do that in the beginning. I need to validate different things and need to understand the bigger path I'm on. And that was the, the podcast was one of the amazing validation ecosystems because I'm engaging with people on the podcast and you as a listener or people who are, uh, person who is watching this um i'm i'm doing and you just see like a, a limited amount of that you see the recording the 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 nice version of what's going on the the official conversation but i always have the possibility and i of course do that to have a pre-meeting we we're talking before the recording and we're talking after the recording that means i'm getting to know a person way deeper than just the recording and of course, there's a process often takes weeks until we have agreed on meeting and recording time, all of that. And some of the people are now part of my ecosystem who haven't been that close to me at all and now have appeared in a couple of shows and, and or have 
even done done a show with me together where we say, hey, let's launch a, a new podcast. If we just take Joshua as the example, I've met Joshua a couple of months before I started the podcast. And now we have a podcast together. Or if we take Werner and Dennis, I mean, we, we, have, we have known each other for years, but we have never done things together. Now it's literally the podcast is the meeting point where we do the innovation culture, uh, not innovation culture coding, where we do the innovation breakfast club and meet and discuss things and put our things together and of course outside of that environment we are creating businesses together we're doing client gigs together where a corporate has a specific need which which heightland innovation as 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 a company can't fulfill so i'm bringing the others in or the other way around so that's that's little little bit the the spider in the web so what we have looked into and validated is what what is what is the the secret source of the totality and that's for me the spider web it's the the innovators hub and i call it innovators hub because um i i want to make it different and i want to make it intentionally small because it's it's not for everyone it's it's for the people who are truly thinking that that, that they're into innovation and into innovation from an open mind perspective and authenticity uh, where it is about authenticity, where people are engaging in a way that that they can be themselves. They don't need to play a role, and that's what I want to create. So this hub is is connecting innovators as as the headline, and make them shine. So the different shows will make them shine. The different connection points are the business entities I have, and I connect all of them inside of that hub. So there are different subscription models, there are different training options where we have the AI school for innovators, where we have AI Fortuna, where which is a, an ex executive exclusive engagement. So there are a lot of things I do, which most of you, if you listen to this podcast, might have never heard about. But these are things um, I wanted to connect. I wanted to connect the different innovators. If we just take the AI Fortuna, which are executives, to the XYZ playground, which are young thinkers and experienced thinkers. A young thinker, if we just take a student, they might have never had the opportunity to talk to an executive. So what if we build the spider web where they get the possibility and as well creating business opportunities out of that with all the different possibilities I have in owning that net, but as well facilitating that net. Um, that, do, that leads us to the business model. So if we take the, the podcast in itself, it's a free thing. So you all can watch and listen to the podcast for free. And that's what I want to keep. I want to be able to create an environment that's for free. And it's I, I wouldn't say even it is for free because you spend time with me. You spend time with the people um, who are on my show and you engage with us. So you're you're kind of giving us time and that's that's kind of the monetary or the value we get from you. So there's a value exchange, even though that it is for free from a monetary perspective. But of course, I need to finance that somehow. I've invested um, a whole lot of money into the total ecosystem because I truly believe that when we create value, there will be magic happening afterwards. So I'm all about the long-term perspective, 10 years plus, though that I'm validating on a day-to-day -day basis. So business model, <coughs> sorry, business model. How do we 
how do we monetize the totality? Bring that ecosystem, and, and that's literally what I teach in the business boost system. I will not go too much into the commercial part right now, but there's an online course where, where I teach that in the AI school for innovators. So the business model is literally building, building an, a, a visibility possibility, building a credibility possibility, and attaching an offer to that. What we do, and that's now the web, is having the people on the show where people can engage with. There will be, and I've seen it with myself, out of the 100, I have made um, a couple of engagements where I was asked to help companies because they have been connected to me through the podcast, because they have been seeing me on the podcast, on the different shows, on the different things I'm doing, and they wanted to engage with me. And that's going to happen with the different people on the podcast as well, if we structure it in the right way. And that's, for example, if we take the AI, um, the innovation culture coding, this show is the possibility for people who are looking for independent coaches and consultants to in help them to innovate, to find them, and then, of course, purchase something from them. Either purchase something from them or engage them in, in, in a consultancy or coaching gig. Right now, because we're literally early on, this is not monetized. What is going to be monetized is that because we create a platform around that and that's growing, I'm creating landing pages for the coaches and consultants. And because they, they would never get this client most properly, they will be happily paying me for that afterwards. So the coach or consultant is getting profit. After they got profit, they're willing to pay me. So that's that's one of the monetization engines. So from a business model perspective, there are different value streams I create. They're initially for free, but on the long tail end, there are possibilities where uh, someone who has been on my show can pay me back. And the fun part of that is the best case is when they have done profit. So they have profited monetarily from being on my show from being inside of the spider web and that's how they make money and they're happily paying me a little bit of that and paying us and that's happening in different ways from um, the ai school for innovators which we just opened up for people who are who are willing to teach innovation topics being part of an online school which is growing as more people are getting into that online uh, school with with the quality level we establish as more visitors will watch what's going on in that online uh, online school, as more people will buy an online course from any of the people inside the online school. And of course, that's then another revenue stream. Every coach and consultant who is doing that, or every innovator, it's not just, just coach and consultants in, uh, allowed in that um, AI school for innovators. That's the possibility where I, I will take... Uh, an X percentage of whatever is happening. And then I, I will be able to, to finance even more and finance more of the other things. And then of course, there are different other engagement possibilities from a business model perspective. So it's, again, the spider web in itself is a business model that's part of, like I mentioned already, part uh, I explain in the business boost system, because for me, it's all about ecosystem. It's not about, hey, I'm selling my time. Though that I'm spending a lot of time in creating these shows, you can watch 
the first episode, the second episode, your whole life, at least as long if we take uh, watching as an example, as long as YouTube or any other video platform is around where this is stored. Yes, future. We are already half an hour in future. Um, we are looking into and, and Josh and I brainstormed that last week because of the reverse mental lab podcast, which is the podcast we do together is doing physical engagement, doing physical shows in a completely innovative way. So one of the ideas is touring around Europe when he is coming to Europe, where we do um, podcast episodes um, and we can do any of the formats we I, I'm doing or we are doing together in in a physical space and that can be either inside the high street inside a shopping center or we're building a, a kind of trailer um where where we're sitting on and then you people can watch us live and people can engage with us and and we just park in front of the in innovation hub somewhere in the world so there are a couple of things we we have brainstormed and it's going to happen we just need to find a way of how to make that happen because we're financing everything ourselves right now engagements yes there will be more and more engagement opportunities with the different shows specifically of course in the live part um we already see that the live shows are, are generating more and more engagement which is brilliant um but as well we're we're creating meetings if you're part of the innovators hub so subscription community we're creating meeting opportunities where we want to bring innovators together and and meet and and greet and and build businesses together so that's uh, around that as well um as well something for the first 100 guests so everyone who has been in the first 100 there will be something coming your way as well we're still working on it i hope until this episode goes uh live um you will get the possibility uh, of engaging with each other as well because there are so many brilliant minds who have been on my show and some of them have never met. Imagine you are all having the possibility to meet and engage with each other on a physical, which could be a dinner, the first 100 dinner, or in a digital environment due to pandemic, the, the physical might not work because people have been from all over the place of the world. Um, yeah, next one is 10 years perspective. And that might sound completely crazy i'm i'm 40 right now i i'm building this to least i'm building this to last not to least <laughs> i'm building this to last so it's it's about how do i build an ecosystem that's going to grow and for me it's not it don't have to grow exponentially i believe it will but it don't has to be this ecosystem is growing and as more things are growing as more people will get into innovation as more people will profit from the ecosystem itself as more companies will take innovation into their ecosystem work with the cultures work with the people empower people inside of their organization so all together the impact we can do in the world and that's that's what i'm after the impact we can do together in the world is huge through innovation um that's why i say 10 years and plus because I know that it's like I'm I'm literally in the infant state of of everything, like the spider web, um, the show. Though with uh, though with 100 episodes, people think that's a lot. 
if you if you just compare it to one of the most famous podcasters, Joe Rogan, he has plus one thousand. Um, and I want to get there, not because I want to get to one thousand. I want to get there because of the ecosystem, because of the impact we all can create. Yes, one one thing um, I have to mention because it's so important for me. I do this because I believe in it, and I do this because I have tremendous fun. If I if I don't have fun with what I'm doing, and I, I've said it already in the last 10 years to people who engage with me as well in the corporate world, I need to have fun with doing that. Um, and and I'm, I love the process of what I'm doing. I love how I'm doing it. And I love to engage with the people around this because having one-on-one -on -one conversation or group conversation is awesome. I'm learning so much. Um, and, and that's really a, a big tribute to the people who are willing to be on my show and or shows um, be, be, because they're spending the most valuable thing with me and or uh, my co-hosts, and that's time. And if we create an environment that's fun, where we enjoy what we're doing, uh, which I, I literally think everyone should have in their life, then that's that's something that's creating value to yourself and to the people around you. Um, having said that, um, last point is great people, which I've written down on my, on my notepad here. Um, of course, I'm looking for more great people. I'm looking for people who are willing to test, validate, partner up, sponsor, whatever it is. If you, if you think you're, you're a right innovator, you feel that you should be on the show. You feel that you should be supporting that show that you feel that we should partner up in any uh form reach out to me um i, I st still I, one of the the uh let's say little fun things i did i put my whatsapp number i have created a, a whatsapp text only whatsapp number um and and everyone thinks like amazing 100,000 people will will text that person it's not going to happen so only a few people ever reach out to me on that public WhatsApp number. It, it happens like now already on a weekly, sometimes daily base, but it's still far less than you might think. So if you think you should be on the show, if you want to engage with me or any of my partners, reach out. There's a possibility to be part of the community. And it's not about me selling something to you. I'm, I'm a very, very bad salesperson from that perspective. I, I create rather value than earning money with it. And that's maybe um, br bringing that point home is, and I've agreed it with my wife, if I can't sustain the totality financially, I will work overnight. I will take, we, we, we agreed to go out of our house renting a small apartment to make it happen. So that's also the entrepreneurial spirit I have in myself where I say, I will make it happen and will sacrifice a lot of things, not just time, will sacrifice a lot of things to make it happen. Even if that means that, let's say, the business world is not working, I'm not able to find it, the totality, um, I can cut all the videos myself. I don't want to do it right now because I, I want to strategize and take it to the next level. I, I could go back and say, I will do everything myself, which takes a lot of time. I will, worst case, I will start working in as, as a whatever uh, on construction sites again, to be able to finance that. So it's really something that's to my heart to, to make all of that happen. And if you want to engage, as I said, engage with me, 
come up and say, hey, I would love to do a show. I have an idea for you with a different show. Hey, what about you're doing this? Or do you want to be on my show? There are tremendous opportunities to support each other, building communities and, and leveraging the ecosystem, which I'm all about. Having said that, this is the episode number 100. A uh, big thank you for you grinding through this episode. Uh, it's a super pleasure to, to do all of that. I'm so looking forward to all the episodes that, that, that will follow and all the different show formats and engagement possibilities. If you want to reach out to me, do it. Um, if not, it's also fine. Um, just share as much as you want, uh, as much as you get value out of that. And, and that's a big pleasure for me already. So innovate the world. And thank you very much for episode number 100. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You will find the links and resources in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, the most impactful thing you can do is subscribing to the show on any of the podcasting platforms and give me a review. This will help me to reach more innovators around the world and bring some of you into the show. If you have any question to the guest or want to engage with me, feel free to reach out to me on my public WhatsApp at plus four nine one five one seven zero three three one one seven six. I will repeat plus four nine one five one seven zero three three one one seven six. It's all WhatsApp texting only or follow me on social media and contact me there. And finally, if you look for someone educating you or your team on innovation culture coaching, have a look at heitlandinnovation.com. Thanks and see you in the next episode.